0: The key for you as a writer, as you go through these different editing steps in your writing process, is to focus just on the purpose of a specific draft that you're working on right now. You don't want to do all of these things at once. It's also very easy to skip straight to proofreading, especially if you're new to writing novels, you're good at proofreading, and you feel overwhelmed by the idea of trying to figure out what you need to fix in your story. Proofreading is low-hanging fruit, surface-level errors, and it takes a lot of practice to start looking deeper, to go from surface-level mistakes to more substantive problems. So when you're editing, determine one specific focus. Find out which of these four stages you're in right now and then only focus on that kind of editing. Hello and welcome to Your Next Draft. I'm Alice Sudlow, and in this podcast, I'll teach you how to finish your first draft, edit your next draft, and craft a publication-ready novel. I am a developmental editor, avid reader, and story nerd. I help writers write and edit books they're truly proud of and then publish stories readers love. Every week, I'll give you quick, actionable tips you can use right away to finish your next draft. Stick with me and with your editing process, and soon you'll publish an amazing book. Welcome to your next draft. Today, we're talking all about how many drafts it will take to write, edit, edit, And ultimately, publish a book. Finishing your first draft is amazing. If you're currently working on your first draft, keep going. It might seem impossible, but you can do it. If you have finished your first draft, congratulations. That's exhilarating. And it's not the end of the process. Writing has a low bar for entry. Anyone can pick up a pen and write a book. That's one of the things I really love about this is it's so accessible. This also means though, that a lot of new writers don't know what the full writing process looks like and don't know what to do when they finish their first drafts. And it's really easy to skip steps when you finish your first draft because you're so excited. So I'm going to give you an outline of the book editing process so you can ensure that you don't skip important steps. When you skip steps, you end up with a disappointing publishing experience. You get rejections from agents and editors. You get bad reviews from readers. Or worse, you get no reviews and no sales because your readers don't know about your book or they only read the first couple pages and then they put it down. When you do go through all the steps, you end up with a really great book. And that sets you up for a great publishing experience. Now, there are more steps to publishing than just writing a great book. But the first step is writing a great book. At least, it is for fiction. Nonfiction is a little different, but here we're focusing on novels. And today, we're going to talk about how many drafts it takes to get to the point of a publication-ready book. So there are four kinds of drafts. In the way that I think about drafts, you essentially have four buckets. So the first bucket, or the first kind of draft, is your first draft. Naturally, which is a discovery draft. This, I think, is the draft that we're most familiar with. It's when you sit down with an idea and you write the book. The idea here is that you're telling yourself the story. It's going to be messy, it will have plot holes, sentences that don't make sense, there will be typos all over the place, but your goal at this point is just to finish. You just want to get the whole book down on paper so that you can discover what the story is that you're really telling. After you finish that first draft, you move to the second bucket which is the developmental edit, where you're establishing the structure of the story. Here, you're fixing structural issues with your story, plot holes, flat characters, too many characters or too few. You're tying up loose threads that you forgot about halfway through the book, or maybe you had some new ideas halfway through the book and you started them midway through, but you need to set them up now at the beginning. You're even figuring out where your story begins and ends, which is something that I've seen change a lot with writers that I work with. Sometimes they don't know where their story ends, and so we find out that we need to cut a few chapters or add something. At the end of this draft or this set of revisions, your book will still have style and grammar problems, but your goal in the developmental editing stage is just to get the story arc right. After the developmental edit stage, you move into the line editing bucket. This is where you're perfecting paragraphs and sentences. This is a stylistic edit where you're polishing your paragraphs and your sentences so you say what you want to say in the most effective way possible for your reader. Now, personally, I'm a developmental editor and a copy editor, so I can speak a lot about what those editors do and what specific things to look for in those drafts. I'm not a line editor, so there are things that line editors think about here that I don't know. But in general, here's a non-exhaustive list of things that you can look for in your line edit. Things like dialogue tags. Do they make sense? Are they too repetitive? Did you get too creative beyond said? This is a whole other podcast episode, but in short, I highly recommend avoiding getting too creative with too many words beyond said in your dialogue tags. Does your story have a lot of clunky sentences? Are there long or unwieldy sentences that could be shortened or clarified? Do you have any dangling modifiers, which is a type of grammar error where the subject of your sentence isn't clear? For instance, here's an example. Slipping on a banana peel, the cup fell out of Fred's hand. Now, probably the cup didn't slip on the banana peel, but Fred, he was probably the one who slipped. But technically, the cup is the subject of that sentence. So in fact, that sentence means that the cup slipped on the banana peel. That's a little grammar aside. That's not the main focus of our podcast here, but just keep that in mind as one of the kinds of things that you could look for in a line edit. Another thing you could look for is comma splices, which is another type of grammar error that involves comma misuse. You can look for incorrectly used words or cliches. You can examine your story from a stylistic perspective of the flow. Does those, do the sentences and the lines and the paragraphs flow very nicely. You can look for run-on sentences. Now, if you intentionally want to use a run-on sentence for effect at some points, that's okay. But if you're using them all the time and you're finding that your prose is a little bit more challenging to read because of it then maybe you can trim out some run-on sentences in your line edit. Your goal at this point is to make the writing clear and the reading experience flow. And then after you finish that stylistic edit, then you move into the polishing bucket where you're fixing the typos before publication. Now, in this category, I'm specifically talking about fixing technical issues, things like typos, grammar errors, spelling errors, inconsistent spellings, like maybe you have a fancy name for a person or a planet, and you need to make sure that those are spelled and capitalized consistently through the whole book. There are two kinds of editors who do polishing edit work. Those are copy editors and proofreaders. Copy editing happens after the line edit and before the manuscript is formatted for publication. It's where the bulk of the error correcting happens, whereas proofreading literally means reading the proof copy of the book, which is the kind of sample copy to see what it looks like all put together, designed, and formatted. And it's to make sure that nothing was messed up in the formatting process and no mistakes were missed during the copy edit. So proofreaders are really expecting pretty much a clean manuscript and they're just double checking to make sure that that clean manuscript hasn't had any new errors introduced. Whereas copy editors are going through with a fine tooth comb to look for every single little mistake they can possibly find before that book gets formatted for print. Traditional publishing houses will do both a copy edit and a proofread. Self-published authors typically will do just the copy editing because doing many rounds of professional editing is a major investment, and so they'll decide the copy editing is the place to really focus on. They can maybe do the proofread on their own or start catching errors with beta readers or in their first few reviews. At this stage, your goal is to make the prose technically correct in every keystroke. I will also note there's some fuzziness here in the way that different people think about what these different edits contain. You might go Google these different terms and find different definitions for each one or find that some of the things that I have said overlap differently for different editors, depending on which source you look at. That's especially true for the line editing step. Now, some editors consider themselves specifically line editors – Whereas some copy editors also do a certain amount of line editing, advising the writer on where a sentence might convey more meaning if it were written in a different way. And sometimes a lot of the line editing happens in tandem with the developmental edit. Essentially, as the story goes through multiple rounds of revisions, the writer's style is strengthened and the developmental editor gives them some tips as they go to make their style stronger. Now, personally, I generally aim to support writers as they develop their own style through the developmental edit. I'm not super heavy-handed on the line editing, but I do give feedback when writers ask me. And then when it comes to copy editing, I try to focus really on the things that are technically correct rather than making too many stylistic changes unless I run into something that just doesn't make sense, and I think that there's a much better way that the writer could convey their meaning. There are some editors who like to go heavier on the line editing, and some writers do prefer a specific line editing drafts. So just be aware that there can be some overlap here and communicate with your editor about what you're looking for, what kind of changes you expect from them, and what kind of changes they tell you that they are interested in focusing on. And I also want to note that while I have lumped copy editing and proofreading here together in this larger polishing edit bucket, They are two distinct kinds of editing. They're two distinct steps in the publishing process. I find that a lot of times people say proofreading when they really mean copy editing. And while you might find an editor who can do both copy editing and proofreading, because for both things, it's really looking at the details of the work and knowing the intricacies of grammar and style and the expectations of the language for that book. So a lot of people who do one can generally do the other. It's still worth knowing the difference between the terms so that you can ask really specifically what you need and you can communicate with your editor and understand their expectations and your expectations for what they're going to deliver. The key for you as a writer, as you go through these different editing steps in your writing process, is to focus just on the purpose of a specific draft that you're working on right now. You don't want to do all of these things at once. It's also very easy to skip straight to proofreading, especially if you're new to writing novels, you're good at proofreading, and you feel overwhelmed by the idea of trying to figure out what you need to fix in your story. Proofreading is low-hanging fruit, surface-level errors, and it takes a lot of practice to start looking deeper, to go from surface-level mistakes to more substantive problems. So when you're editing, determine one specific focus. Find out which of these four stages you're in right now, and then only focus on that kind of editing. The other thing I want to warn you of here do not get stuck in perfectionism at any stage. Your first draft will not be a perfect story, and that's okay, that's totally normal. Your developmental edit will not have perfect sentences, even if you bring some of that line editing into your developmental edit, it still won't have perfect sentences all the way through. Your line edit will not be perfectly copy edited or proofread, and honestly, you'll probably still have a typo or two after the proofread. I think here about Gaiman's Law, which has always held true for me. If you haven't heard of Gaiman's Law, it comes from the author Neil Gaiman, who said, No matter how much a book is proofread, upon opening a printed copy for the first time, the first thing you'll see is a typo. And I have definitely found that to be true in my own experience working with authors. So, how long does this really take? How long will you need to spend at each stage? How many drafts is it going to take you to get from idea all the way to published book? I would say that the bare minimum here is three drafts. You'll start with the first draft. Every book starts there. And then you'll have a developmental or structural edit. Those words can be used interchangeably sometimes. So if you Google a structural edit, you'll also be pulling up developmental concepts. And then after that, you'll have a copy edit. So three drafts, first draft, developmental draft, copy edit. I think it's more likely though that you'll probably have five or six drafts, especially if you're newer to writing and you haven't yet honed your specific process for writing and editing your books. If your process is five or six drafts long, that might mean a first draft and then a developmental or structural edit, maybe two or three of those. That can be something that you do several rounds of in order to really make sure that the story is working. Then a line edit and then a copy edit. And that all works out to four, five, six drafts. If you are newer to writing, it's going to take you more drafts, and that's perfectly okay. That's totally normal. Keep in mind that this is a learning process, and it really takes time to develop what is the editing process that works for you, and practice telling really great stories so that these drafts can get faster and faster, and you'll need fewer and fewer of them. If you've written several books already, you'll get faster at this. You'll write stronger first drafts, and then you'll be you'll know exactly what to change in your second drafts and your third drafts, and you'll be able to get to copy editing much faster. Stephen King has this to say about his writing process. For me, the answer has always been two drafts and a polish. With the advent of word processing technology, my polishes have become closer to a third draft. So for him, very established author, as we all know, it's a three draft cycle. And that's because he's written a lot of books and he really knows what he's doing. But if you're just starting out, it's going to take you more drafts. And that's perfectly normal. I've worked with a writer who was on her seventh draft after years of working on her manuscript, and at that point, it still needed a developmental edit. There were still some story level problems that we could really enhance and solve, which is not a critique of her process at all. She's certainly not alone. It's just an example of the fact that if this is your first book, it can take more drafts. The most important draft of all of these drafts, well, the most important one is draft one, because you can't edit a blank page. You can't edit a book that's not written. But the second most important draft is the developmental edit. Here is my biggest piece of advice for you. If you take just one thing away from this episode, let it be this. Do not skip the developmental edit. Your story absolutely needs it. A lot of new writers want to go from first draft to proofread or publication. That is how you lose readers your book really needs a developmental edit. I promise you that even if you are so confident that your story is amazing, it can be made even better with a developmental edit. And if you have any holes in your story that you're not seeing yet, a developmental edit is really going to help solve some of those problems. So how do you remember all of these different kinds of drafts? I have a free download for you, which is a guide to the four kinds of drafts and what to focus on in each one. I recommend that you print this out Post it on the wall in your writing or editing space and mark on the sheet which kind of draft you're working on right now. Then only work on the kinds of issues that are associated with that draft. The things that I listed here are a non-exhaustive list. There are more things you can cover in a developmental edit, in line editing, and in proofreading. But this gives you an idea of the types of issues to look for in each draft so that when other things come up that aren't listed, you can decide whether those edits belong in the draft you're currently working on or whether they should be something that you write down to focus on later down the line. You can get that download by going to alicesudlow.com slash fordrafts. And what I want you to do right now is to figure out which kind of draft you're working on. Are you writing your first draft? Are you telling yourself the story and discovering as you go? Are you working on a developmental edit? Are you looking at high-level story problems like plot holes, character development, and story structure? Are you working on a line edit? Are you polishing your paragraphs and your sentences so that they flow the way you want them to? Or are you working on a copy edit? Are you correcting the technical errors of grammar and spelling because the story is ready to share and you're making sure that your manuscript is as clean as it can be? figure out which draft you're on and then when you sit down to write or edit make sure that you focus on just that stage and don't forget to download that guide to all the different types of drafts so that you can print it out and stay focused on just the draft you're on get that download by going to com slash four drafts that's it for this episode of your next draft if you enjoyed what you just heard go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode And while you're at it, would you mind leaving a rating and review? That makes a huge difference in helping other writers discover this podcast too. Plus, I love reading your reviews and they help me know what's helpful to you so I can be sure to share more tips you'll love. All right, pick up your pin, get back to editing, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.